0: Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, GetPuroAir.com. Hello, listeners, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 295 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we're discussing bamboo. Is bamboo as eco-friendly as we'd like it to be? Bamboo has indeed been marketed to eco-leaning consumers as the solution to a host of problems, deforestation being the biggest one. And while there certainly are benefits to using bamboo, in paper products, for example, as opposed to cutting down standing trees. And while certainly there are benefits perhaps to using bamboo in place of fossil fuels-based synthetics in clothing fibers, there are also a host of environmental problems associated with hailing bamboo as the solution to all of our planet's problems. This show kicks off a new series on the podcast. It is aptly titled, Defend the Eco-Trend. This series will air whenever the stars align. On this series, I play bad cop, and I am so bad. I am so mean. Today, I am asking the hard questions, and my guest... Plays the role of defending the eco trends. Today I'm speaking with Ryan Fritch. He is the co founder of Cloud Paper, a 100% bamboo toilet paper. And Ryan is here in the hot seat to answer my really hard, really mean questions. Be sure to stick around to the outro of today's show because in the outro, I am offering up five questions to ask yourself before you purchase anything bamboo. So, be sure to stick around for that. Ryan, so thrilled to talk to you today. I hope you're ready for this. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Thanks for coming on. You are on the show today to defend bamboo. And I wanted to have this conversation with you because Cloud Paper is a company that makes products made from bamboo. Let's set the stage by talking about bamboo. I think we all know what it is, but what qualities does bamboo have that? makes it a wonderful tree alternative
1: number one it is technically it's a grass it is one of if not the fastest growing plant in the world some species of bamboo will actually grow up to three feet a day it absorbs a massive amount of carbon some species can be three to four times the amount of carbon absorption than an equivalent tree fast growing great carbon sink In terms of the properties, you've seen bamboo, so we're in the paper space, it's used as a building material, construction material, when you're using it for applications like that, bamboo has a tensile strength greater than steel, but it's also incredibly flexible and looks very nice, has like a nice aesthetic appeal to it as well. So it can be used as a very solid construction material while kind of maintain all of its sustainability benefits. On the paper and tissue side, it has fiber properties, longer fibers, similar to trees. So you can actually make a soft, high quality absorbent paper towels, toilet paper, facial tissue out of bamboo compared to what historically the sustainable option in paper has been a recycled paper. But recycled generally is a lower quality product because you're dealing with shorter fibers. It's a very intensive process to kind of repulp and recycle things like receipt paper, for example. And so your end product is never a high quality soft product where bamboo, you can actually make a very high quality tissue tissue product. One of the biggest differences in terms of sustainability, especially compared to using trees, you don't need to replant bamboo after a harvest. And so everyone has seen the photos, satellite images or whatnot of acres of land after they get done logging it, right? Just completely decimate the land, completely clear cut and deforest the land. Bamboo actually just continues to grow. So it's much more like a grass, like mowing your grass or cutting your hair. You're not actually disturbing the root system. You're not disturbing the foundation. And it regrows and can regrow if maintained responsibly for up to 50 years on an annual harvest.
0: Ryan, that all sounds lovely, but I am bad cop today. So we have to also talk about the drawbacks to our over-reliance on bamboo, bamboos in everything, flooring, clothing, of course, toilet paper. I know in the fashion world, viscose is a popular fiber made from bamboo. Let's talk though about the cultivation of bamboo. With the rise in demand, bamboo, I don't I not I was going to say farms, but I believe the correct term is bamboo plantations have popped up all over, especially Asia, and The downfalls that are documented with the rise in demand and the popping up of bamboo plantations include soil erosion, biodiversity loss, and the big one is cutting down standing forests to make room for all this bamboo. Given all that, how can bamboo actually, on the large scale, be a preferred alternative to
1: trees? Mm-hmm. And again, a fair, a fair set of questions there. And I think this is where there's a heavy reliance kind of generally on third party organizations that monitor these type of activities that, that you outlined. So the big one in our space is FSC, the Ford Stewardship Council. We were one of the first US bamboo paper brands to be fully FSC certified. The FSC's in, in, intended goal and scope is to avoid everything you just outlined. And so what they do, if, you, if someone is FSC certified, essentially what the FSC is certified as your chain of custody, your supply chain has met their standards around farming and harvesting and production that encourages biodiversity, you know, encourages healthy, sustainable growing, and doesn't destroy biodiversity for new planting, new plantations, whatnot. And so because, especially with bamboo, like you said, it's very much grown in Asia because it's very much a global fiber and a global supply chain. That's why it's so important to work with organizations that are highly regarded. And FSC, you know, by and far is the kind of highest standard, the most recognized, the most trusted organization to ensure that when you're buying a product and you see that FSC logo, that you can feel comfortable that no corners were cut and, and that it, the product was produced as sustainably as possible. And so that's, that's number one. Number two, kind of back to your earlier question about just the inherent properties of bamboo. Bamboo is a very low maintenance plant. It grows the best in tropical, subtropical regions, but it can withstand quite a bit. It has a very kind of robust, complex root system. And so there's additional research that points to in areas that may have been degraded due to forest fires, unsustainable or, or illegal logging and harvesting and whatnot, where you can basically deplete land and nothing else will grow there. Bamboo's been used as kind of a kickstart to bring back some biodiversity into a region where otherwise there wouldn't be another alternative. And so with the growth in demand in bamboo, on the supply side, you've actually seen a lot of bamboo start to grow and be planted and use one to bring back biodiversity and two to meet that demand in areas that otherwise would have been essentially left high and dry.
0: All right, Ryan, I have some more questions though. To turn bamboo, which is a fibrous and hard natural material into a soft material that people want to wear on their bodies as clothes, that takes a lot of chemicals, a lot of unfriendly chemicals.
1: I'm glad that we're bringing this up early because it's a fair distinction and one that we try to make as soon as possible. When we talk about bamboo, you're right. And especially with viscose, a lot of people put us in, in the same camp. There was definitely, it's probably your definition of greenwashing, the whole saga of how viscose was branded and marketed. And the good thing, the good news is in terms of pulping and making paper out of bamboo, very different. There's nothing inherent to bamboo that would require any additional set of environmentally unfriendly chemicals, for example, any additional kind of energy input, things like that, compared to just general paper making the end-to-end paper making process across bamboo and traditional paper using trees is essentially the same process right so there's nothing then uh, again inherently bad about making paper out of bamboo there is rightfully so concern about the bleaching aspects of it and has been a concern just in the paper space for a bit our paper is bleached we've thought long and hard about doing an unbleached so in where we do bleach we use what's called totally chlorine free bleaching which is the highest standard of kind of sustainability and environmentally process of making that paper white. Essentially, you're using hydrogen peroxide.
0: Ah, okay. So I just learned something there. I was going to ask you about bleaching with chlorine because we Americans, we expect our toilet paper to be pearly white for some strange reason. But I didn't know that you could bleach without chlorine. So thank you for teaching me that. I have some more questions though specifically with regard to what listeners should consider or what or even better what listeners should look for whenever they buy their next product made from bamboo. So we're going to get into that with Ryan Fritch after a quick word from this week's sponsor. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. And we are back. I'm speaking with Ryan Fritch. He is the co-founder of Cloud Paper, which makes bamboo-based paper products. Ryan, before the break, you were discussing the importance of having that FSC certification on our bamboo products. So I, I have a couple of questions there. First of all, I know that the FSC certification is a robust certification, third-party certification. And if you see it on something, that means something. But I also know there are different levels to this certification. Can you briefly explain the different levels and which one or which ones perhaps listeners should be looking for?
1: There's two main uh, tiers to look for. The first tier is called FSC Mixed, and there's different subsets where we would say FSC has certified that some percentage of this end product was certified and essentially approved by the FSC. So you're not at 100%. Yeah, but it's better than zero, essentially. And then you have what's called FSC 100. And so that's, as the name suggests, it's your gold standard. What that means is the FSC says, we've gone through the entire supply chain and confirmed that the production, the harvesting, whatnot from end to end has met our standards for, for FSC. So that's definitely the one to look for because the logo is very recognizable. And so you can kind of see it like, oh, it's FSC, but in the fine print underneath, that's where you'll either say FSC 100 or I'll say FSC mixed.
0: Hmm. Whenever I personally seek to determine whether any product, not just bamboo products, whenever I think about any product, whether it's actually eco-friendly or sustainable or whether it's greenwashed, one of the first questions that I ask myself is, where are the materials, where are the materials sourced from? I know that Asia, China in particular, has the vast majority of bamboo plantations. Are there any in the United States?
1: You're seeing it more recently. No one was talking about bamboo paper. No one was really talking about bamboo paper being produced in the U.S. or in North America. And this is one of these things where it's just been such the status quo for so long, right? Depending on your definition of kind of invented or introduced, you know, the total paper has about a 100 year history in the U.S., 100 to 150 years. And not much has really changed in that time. Really what we ended up with a 100 years later is some catchy marketing radio jingles, some new logos and packaging and brand evolution. But in terms of sustainability and production, not a lot has changed. We're still cutting down trees at an enormous rate to make toilet paper and paper towels. And there just hasn't been the pressure from companies like ours or others kind of push the industry in the right direction. But I think collectively, all of our kind of smaller companies, whether we're bamboo-based or recycled or whatnot, are definitely kind of applying that pressure. And so we're eager to see in the next hopefully few years, seeing end-to-end bamboo production in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to hear that because as a consumer, not as a podcast host playing bad cop today, but as somebody who buys toilet paper and other bamboo products, it just cognitively doesn't make sense to buy a bamboo-based product in which the bamboo is grown and then shipped on the other side of the world. Bamboo has so many great growing qualities. Why is it not grown here?
1: That's exactly right. and It's a very fair critique to say, well, When you ship it from China, aren't you removing some of the sustainability benefits and the, the, the paper industry, the existing paper industry has had 100 years to figure this out, and there's no indication that they're going to ever make the right investments, the moves in the sustainability. And so we've got to apply that pressure. We've got to do it quickly because they're just going to keep decimating forests in the meantime if we if we don't. And so we wanted to get started. And like you said, bamboos had much more of a history in ages but infrastructure has been set up. So it's a way that we can get started start to push the conversation, start to introduce bamboo paper as a concept. But as we go, you know, raise the bar wherever we can in terms of sustainability and raise the bar wherever we can in terms of, kind of building the best, most robust, sustainable supply chain possible. And, and like you said, a lot of that will likely be exploring additional distribution and manufacturing footprints outside of Asia.
0: Hmm. I know that Cloud Paper specializes in bamboo-based paper products. But I have to ask, why is bamboo better than recycled paper made from trees?
1: Here's the thing. If someone's using recycled, I say, great. It's definitely better than using virgin wood pulp. Recycled a lot of times has an assumption that it's post-consumer waste uh, recycled that we are u- using and repulping into a toilet paper or a paper towel. What is usually the case though, is it's a uh, industrial waste recycled or pre-consumer waste. And so essentially it's the scraps, it's the leftovers, it's whatnot from the paper making process. And of course, yeah, it should be recycled rather than landfilled or, or tossed. But th- this, the kind of idea perception that we're collecting printer paper and making toilet paper out of it, it's actually just byproduct of the manufacturing process and the manufacturing process by the way is cutting down trees to make paper. The second consideration with recycled is it's a it is not a very nice product. One of the most popular inputs when we are looking at post consumer waste in terms of recycled paper is receipt paper and that's where the uh, the concern around BPA comes in if you've seen those questions or concerns because the thermal printing in receipts that makes its way into the end product. But you can imagine it would be incredibly difficult to turn a piece of receipt paper into a soft, absorbent, comfortable roll of toilet paper or an absorbent paper towel. And so the quality is just not there. And this is why even now, with all of the attention on climate change and all the attention people are giving into building sustainable habits, recycled paper products make up 2% of the market share. So that means 98% of all the paper products that's sold today is still... You know, it rolls up to the couple of big brands that are still continuing to cut down trees every single day to make your paper brands that are on the radio doing their jingles and whatnot. At the end of the day, if we were talking about driving mass adoption into a more sustainable paper option... Quality is going to be a factor for a lot of people. It's easy to say you want to make a sustainable switch, but when it comes down to it, there's some line in terms of quality or price or convenience that a lot of people won't cross to make that switch and recycle just because it hasn't essentially taken off. And it's our belief that a big portion of that is the quality. And back to our earlier conversation, that's what makes bamboo so interesting is because you have all these sustainability benefits, especially compared to cutting down trees and old growth forests. Uh, to make paper, but you can create a high quality soft product at the end of the day, so that the average consumer doesn't feel like they are making any sort of sacrifice at all.
0: I'm going to answer my own question there and piggyback off of what you said, and say also that the made with recycled content flex, so to speak, on Paper products made from trees can often be greenwashing, plain and simple. You can write made with recycled content and have 1% of the product be recycled, and the other 99% required standing trees to be cut down. So I have made the recommendation on this show before that if you're going to buy a paper product, make sure that it has a high percentage, very high percentage of recycled content in it. Would you agree with that?
1: And I would say a very high percentage of post-consumer waste or PCW, they'll say sometimes, but I absolutely agree. You want to look for as much of that post-consumer waste content as possible.
0: A couple more questions for you, Ryan. With regard to tree alternatives, I know that hemp looks promising. Do you have any thoughts on hemp as it relates to being at that tree alternative, where does it compare with regard to bamboo?
1: We've definitely had the question asked or suggested definitely more than once around leveraging hemp. And I think that there's there's a couple of things. One is similar to what we were talking about earlier around the paper industry has been just stuck in their ways. They, there's been no need or incentive for the existing companies to really innovate at all. And so things like hemp, there's just not an industry there yet, or at the scale that we would need to see for it to make sense. And I would say at the end of the day, we want to stop cutting down trees to make paper there's also a lot of innovation happening, things like agricultural byproduct, wheat straw and whatnot. And As much as we can, we want to be a part of those conversations and push in terms of innovation and research in these areas, because there could be room for multiple new fibers, right? Hemp included.
0: I just recently did an episode on late stage capitalism and the absurdities present with late stage capitalism. And as you're speaking, I'm just thinking to myself, how absurd is it? Even though we know all of the benefits of trees, we continue to cut them down so we can have a pleasurable wiping experience. That is just completely absurd. As I'm talking to you, I'm counting on my fingers how many bamboo toilet paper companies that I know of. I, I have four, not including cloud paper. How is cloud paper better than all those other bamboo toilet paper companies that are currently on the market?
1: Yep. I will say I'm excited to see other brands pop up. I think we're all on the same team. We're all on team trees here. Uh, With that said, I think we've taken an approach that might be a bit different from others. And it really comes down to uh, number one, taking the sustainability side of this incredibly seriously and always raising the bar. And then number two is designing and building the best possible product for the most amount of people possible. Because at the end of day, every person that switches to a bamboo product is one less roll or one less package of Products made from trees. On the sustainability front, the NRDC produces an annual report called the Issue with Tissue, and they do a scorecard every year. And they look at things like your level of F- FSC certification, your fiber input, chemicals used in the manufacturing process, and they have the kind of calculation and they spit out a score. Basically, it's your sustainability score, things considered, presented by the NRDC. And we got the highest possible marks you could for a bamboo brand. For us, it's incredibly validating for an organization like the NRDC who really is such a leader in kind of applying pressure to the existing industry. It's incredibly validating to have them give us that, that that validation. And this category is very much one of routine where a lot of times the brand that you end up buying, a uh, paper brand at a, at a retail store was the brand that you grew up with, the brand that your parents bought and just kind of like passes down through generation and people don't really think about it like it's paper towels the one brand looks familiar and it ends up in their cart and that's about it so we can shift uh the thinking and and get enough people to switch into a tree-free alternative then you really are talking about true kind of multi-generational change and you're talking about resetting these long ingrained habits and doing so in a way that benefits the world and the planet at the end of the day
0: yeah Nobody thinks about their toilet paper. They just buy what their parents bought. Same with laundry detergent and other household items that aren't particularly glamorous. No offense, Cloud Paper is very glamorous, but all these household items, nobody thinks about. You just buy the brand you trust, and you trust it because your parents and grandparents bought it. So tell us about Cloud Paper's product line and where we can find it.
1: So right now, we are sold exclusively Mm -hmm. online. So we're not yet at any kind of physical stores, but the number one place would be our website, which is cloudpaper.co. We are on Amazon and we are on GoPuff. So in almost every major city in the US, if you're a GoPuff user, you can find CloudPaper there as well in in single roll varieties.
0: Ryan, this was an enlightening conversation. I think you may have convinced me that bamboo is not an eco trend. It is here to stay. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show I enjoyed our conversation very much. And more than that, I enjoyed looking at your gorgeous locks for oh, 42 thank you. minutes. So. Well,
1: I'm blushing now. <laughs> I'm blushing now, Stephanie. Thank you. This was a great conversation.
0: Listeners, that's a wrap. Before we say goodbye, as promised, five questions to ask yourself before you assume that bamboo thing you're looking at is eco-friendly before you buy it. Question one, where is the item coming from? How is it being shipped and what is the source location? So where is this item coming from? Not just where the bamboo is coming from, because it's probably coming from Asia. Where is the item coming from and how is it being shipped? Question one. Question number two. What processing is required to make this product? So consider the energy and the water that's consumed during the process. Ryan, in today's episode, aptly made the point that To create fibers in clothing and other fabrics, that is much more energy and water intensive than creating a paper product from bamboo, for example. Question three, have any nasty chemicals been used to produce the product? Ryan also talked about chlorine being used to bleach toilet paper. Any other chemicals being used to create the product? Think about bamboo flooring. What chemicals were used to make those floors shiny and tree-like? Question four, is there an alternative product that's just as sustainable, but perhaps not as trendy? I know, bamboo's so trendy, isn't it? Is there another product on the market that's more sustainable or just as sustainable as the bamboo item? And finally, a question that comes as a surprise to no one, but we have to say it because we always forget it, and that is, can you reuse something you already have? Remember, reuse over new all the darn time. Show notes are at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 295. If you liked this episode, let me know. If you hated it, let me know that as well. I also want to say a quick little eco tip for all of you today. About a dozen of you wrote to me after after last week's trash bag episode. I sent out a feeler to all of you. If you used Grove's 100% post-consumer recycled trash bags, I wanted to hear about it. About a dozen of you wrote to me, you all said you used them, and you all said you loved them. So I'm going to link to those in this week's show notes as well. Grove's 100% post-consumer recycled trash bags. I'm linking to them in the show notes. The hive mind gives them two thumbs up. I will see you on Thursday where we are talking about Proposition 65. If you don't know what that is, you best tune in. I'll see you then, and take care.